So Crisp, a tasty bite-sized podcast that serves business, bravery, branding, beauty, sex, love, motherhood, womanhood, feminism, labels, psychology, marketing, messaging, mavenry, musicals, and the mess we call life. All deliciously dished up and ready to consume. In fact, is there anything we don't discuss? Not with Jay Crisp Crow, copywriting queen from Crisp Copy in the kitchen. I hope you're hungry. This episode is brought to you by the Crisp Copy Class. Would you like to spend three months with me rewriting everything from your homepage to your emails, developing your brand voice so you can make some noise and learn to write words that sell? At nearly $400 an hour to work with me one-on-one, you might think you'd have to sell an organ to get three months worth of weekdays with me, but no! Hello, Crisp Copy Class. Part course, part community, all class. You will want to check it out at crispcopy.com.au. Now, people-pleasing. It's so 2015, and aren't we bloody over it by now? Lucy Ann Lewis thinks that we should be. She's a self-confidence coach, and apart from appreciating the two C's in her title, because I love myself some C alliteration, I like her take on confidence. See, I think that a lot of people think confidence is either inherited, like you're born with it, or bravado, like you're um, up yourself. (laughs) I think that Brave doesn't necessarily equal fearless and confidence doesn't equal being a total narcissist. And not for me, but we live in Australia and somehow, sometimes that's how it's perceived when we're confident. Now, I've had a lot of clients and community members tell me that they love me and they chose me because I am bold, funny and confident, none of which I ever feel at the same time, on the same day or sometimes even at all. So I thought I'd invite an expert onto SoCrish to unpack this word and this label and get her expert take on confidence. Welcome to SoCrish, Lucy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you just told me before we started recording that this is your first podcast recording. It is. I'm so cool. Super excited. It is cool. (laughs) I'm really, I'm really, really pleased that you, yeah, I don't, I don't know where you're going to go from here though, because you know. Well, I know. Starting at the top. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So why are you a confidence coach? Tell us why, how you landed here in this incredible job. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, when I was sort of working on myself to overcome my stuff um, and I realised that, um, you know, lots of people, almost everyone, um, can relate to at least one of the struggles that I went through. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not about, as you say, it's not about, um, you know, inherited confidence or... Um, you know, narcissistic tendencies or, you know, anything like that. It's about um, just knowing every day that, um, you know, if you stand up and be who you are, that that's enough and that you're good enough. I love that. Um, and, and it's just, you know, when I started working with people about that stuff and about finding they're good enough, just like the transformations that people have, like actually, you know, don't have to aim to be perfect because I'm never going to get there. Yeah. So I'm going to aim for good enough and I'm going to be really happy. Oh, I love that. I think there's so many, so many great people that are doing really cool things because there was like a void in their life and they went and filled it and then they realised that they could help other people do that same thing. Yeah. 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 And so when I read your about page, I was like, ah, oh, this all makes sense. Like I know why she's so – because you do – you come across so – accessible but confident at the same time on Instagram where I started stalking you um, and um, 
And I like that that really lovely mix of like a lot of, you know, oversharing is really uncomfortable for some people, but I, but I do feel like, you know, as we said, when we started this conversation before we started recording, like I feel like I know you because you are, you show up in a way that feels like this is me and I'm totally happy with this. And that's really refreshing on the internet. Oh, I love to hear that. I'm so glad that that comes across because that's definitely what I'm aiming for. Um, You know, I don't show up on social media any differently than I do in real life. So, um, you know, and I want to show people that, you know, that's okay. Like showing up as you are and being messy and vulnerable is totally cool and people really relate to that. Yeah, and doesn't it make social media easier when you Definitely. don't have to put on your veil of differentness? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so I remember sitting next to this highly regarded speaker at my first speaking event ever. I was scheduled to follow her, of course, when I got, when I got there and read the program. I was like, of course this is happening this way. So I was utterly terrified. And like there we were. We were lined up on the waiting seats of doom. She's parked next to me and I'm like listening to her breathing because I'm trying to think about anything else besides I'm going to throw up or wet my pants. Yeah. And as I'm listening to her breathing, I realised that she's super nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like it really I had this real moment of, oh, my God, of course she's nervous um, because I, like, I've confidently sashayed out into the middle of a sports field in front of 10,000-plus people and belted out a song, mm-hmm. um, and I'm totally comfortable with that, but I still feel like I was going to hurl pretty much for the full 30 minutes beforehand. Yeah. Um, so... I think there's a real disconnect between what people believe confidence means and that you're not like nervous or anxious. Um, and you talk a little bit about fear looking like different things. So tell us about all of that stuff that we have, all the myths that we have around these words. Yeah. Well, you know, that's exactly right. So, um, you know, being confident doesn't mean that you never feel fear. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about what fear is. It's what we do with it. So, you know, confidence to me is feeling that, feeling those nerves and that anxiety, but doing it anyway, like not letting it stop you. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, fear does look like lots of different things for lots of different people. So um, it can be fear of judgment, so like what other people think of you. Yeah, Um, Fear of failing. (laughs) Yep. Um, Fear of not being good enough, like striving that perfectionism. Um, Not feeling worthy like not feeling deserving of the stuff that you have or the stuff that you want. Um, The people-pleasing, you know, trying to be, do, say what you think other people expect of you. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not liking who you are. For the parents out there, it's feeling like you're a bad parent um, or that you're not doing it right. Uh, right? Oh, my goodness. I don't know anybody who feels like they're doing it right. Not yeah. one other human who is has a small child or a small thing to look after feels like they're like, I've nailed this. I'm great yeah. at it. Oh, exactly. um, No one feels that way. No, yeah. yeah. And we all feel like we're the only ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's that, there is that real stigma around, you know, um, especially with social media, is that you see other mothers and they seemingly have it all together. Yeah. And you feel like you don't measure up. Yeah. And it's um, it's just so, it's like that's not real life. Like, you know, those women that probably look like they have it all together, I, you know, this, and this is something I say to my clients a lot is, um, you know, they've got help. They've probably <laughs> got, you know, they kids go to daycare five days a week or they've got a cleaner or, you know, 
they've got like no one does it all alone. Yeah. Um, and so you're trying to live up to this um, standard, like impossible standard. Yeah. 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 That, I mean, that's a pretty sad list. All that thing, all those things that you that you just said. And I, I love talking about the fear stuff because something that I've really found since I started my own business and I kind of became myself a little bit. And mm-hmm. and you're absolutely right. The one thing that changed the way that I do business forever and that changed my life therefore after that was a real run-on effect was realizing that not everyone was going to like me yep. and that those people that didn't like me do not matter. Nope. That nothing that I do is for them. And that just lifted, I mean, it was a huge amount of work to get to that point because I think a lot of us are born into being natural people pleasers or we're trained by society and our parents and all the conditioning to be like that. Yes. But with the moment that you can realise that your haters are going to be there and even if they're 50% of the world, that you don't have to talk to them anymore, that it's the other 50% of the world that you're going to focus on, there's a massive weight lifted. Exactly. And you can just totally turn up as yourself and it makes everything easier. Yeah. And, you know, as you know, and when you start doing that and, you know, you're not worrying about the people plays, you're not worrying about the haters and you're showing up as who you are, you find that you attract oh, the right, yeah. people into your life because, you know, they really resonate with, with you and who you are and, and so you don't have to worry about those haters because you're not trying to live up to their expectation. Yeah. And you're finding the people that don't want you to be anything other than who you are. And yeah. they're the people you want in your life. Yeah. And then everything's better. It's exactly. so much better. It's yeah. like adding sour cream to chili. It's like, Absolutely. <laughs> how did you live without it before? But I, like, I really, the whole, in business, when you're a businesswoman and you have, you know, everybody's come across this a little bit, there is a whole kind of, you got to conquer your fears messaging and it's so Tony Robbins. I don't, I don't know if you're a Tony Robbins fan. I'm not such a Tony Robbins fan. No, I'm not a big one. Yeah, but it just it comes across as really rah, rah, rah for me. Mm. And I just have this really innate understanding of myself that I'm never going to slay fear like a dragon. I'm yes. never going to conquer those fears because I'm terrified every single day. And so I use that fear as a tool to like motivate and propel me forward. And exactly. so far yeah. that's, you know, that's working. Okay. So everybody's just like conquer the fears. I'm like, no, I need mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, I'm exactly the same. Like, you know, even sitting here today, getting ready to do this, I had those feelings of, um, How you know, anxiety, dare I? Nervous, yeah. nervousness and like yeah, you know, yeah. what gives me the right to talk about this stuff you know um, and but you know it, the difference is like you say like you use it to propel you forward and you don't let it stop you from doing these things yeah for me it's a really um, good indicator that I'm trying something new that I should give a give it a good whirl yeah I'm like um, oh I'm really terrified about this that probably means I should be doing it <laughs> exactly exactly because you know our brain um, you know, it's hardwired to keep us safe. So every any time that we're going to do something that's outside of that safety zone that it's used to, that's when these feelings come up. And, you know, you're butting up against that and, you, you know, you're going to break through to something better or, you know, you're going to evolve into something um, new and different. And, you know, that those feelings and those fear feelings are, you know, really just your brain going, hang on, this isn't safe. We don't know this. Yeah, but um, it's not saber-toothed tigers, right? There's, it's, not, it's not that primal thing that we're born with, like, 
don't jump off the don't jump off the bridge like definitely don't jump off the bridge yeah. but um but you're not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger just because you try something that's outside exactly. of your zone. exactly and you know one of the questions that i ask myself when i'm feeling that is what's the worst that could happen yeah i love that because if you it, it, like i like stepping through like i'm going to live every moment of my fear yeah <laughs> and i really do go through that this could happen and then this could happen and then and it, it is a little bit i know you talk on your website about catastrophizing i i do tend to do a little bit of that but yeah. it's also good because you're like okay well i've seen what the worst case scenario could possibly be in my very imaginative head yeah and i probably could live with that exactly it's yeah, probably it's, not gonna be that bad <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so you know the worst thing that happens is that you know it doesn't work out and you have to start again like oh you know yeah. So like that's, you know, in the grand scheme of the world, like that's not really such a big thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now you like, you are pretty qualified to talk about this stuff because when I was having a look on your, um, on your website, I read that you are a neurofeedback, um, do you say practitioner? Are you an, what are you a neurofeedback trainer? What are you? Yeah. So um, I like to use the word practitioner. Practitioner. Okay. So tell us a little bit about neurofeedback and how that works. Cause I have written a website, um, for, uh, client who was a neurofeedback she said trainer I think and yeah. um and it was so flipping fascinating I felt like I got free therapy writing <laughs> yeah. a brand I was like this is amazing why don't we all use this but tell our listeners about neurofeedback and how magic yeah. so um yeah neurofeedback is um it's amazing um and it's one of the things that really helped me to change my life um so I use um neurooptimal neurofeedback <clears throat> which is a non-invasive, uh, completely safe, uh, drug and diagnosis-free brain training. Um, so basically what it's doing is it's like it's holding a mirror up to your brain. Um, so, you know, when you're walking past a mirror and you sort of naturally adjust yourself, like you might adjust your top or, you know, put a flyaway hair back into place. Um, that's what this neurofeedback does for your brain. So... It's giving your brain uh, real-time feedback about what it's doing as it's doing it. Um, and your brain uses that information to adjust. Um, and when it's adjusting, um, all those things that um, cause us overwhelm, they just kind of melt away. Um, so, yeah, it's just bringing, bringing your brain uh, back into balance so it can... Mm -hmm be the best brain that it is and, and help you be the best you that you are. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when we, when we, if we go back to confidence, do you think yeah. that there are different kinds of confidence? Like what does confidence, the way that one woman puts out confidence is not necessarily looks like another woman, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, everyone is so different um, and that's what makes us, who we are and that's what makes us awesome interesting people mm -hmm. um you know and those bits um it, for me it's really all about those bits that um you probably try to hide away you know maybe they're a little bit awkward or they're a little bit uncomfortable um and so you try to hide them um but those showing those bits in my opinion that's what makes you confident yeah that's what makes okay. you um that makes sense. So give us an example. So like, um, for, for me, one of my... Bear your soul. 
yeah. <laughs> so um, I still experience childlike joy about stuff. So, um, you know, for example, the raw show. Like, I can go to the <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. experience it the way I did when I was a kid. I get swept up in the um, excitement of it and the atmosphere of it. <laughs> and for a really long time, I hid that part of myself because I was afraid that it would make me less of an adult or that people would take me less seriously as mm. or whatever it is because, um, you know, I, I, could, I could be a child whenever I wanted. And, um, and it took me a little while to explore that and lean into it a bit. And it wasn't really until I had my daughter that I realised the beauty in being able to experience her joy along with her the same way. Yeah. And um, that I I really embraced that. Yeah. Um, Now, you touched on about the not people feeling like you're not, um, you know, grown up enough or um, that you're not professional enough. And this is something that a lot of women in business deal with. And yeah. we, I feel like we've tended to swing all the way to, and I, I get this a lot with women who come into the Chris Covey class who are like, yeah, but I have to sound professional. <laughs> like where the heck did we decide yeah. that professional meant inhuman? <laughs> like yeah. we're no longer humans. But so we've got, like as women, we're fighting this really, big pull from either side of wanting the world to understand that we are just as valuable and just as clever and just as capable as perhaps men and on the other side being everything that we are and worrying that that's going to jeopardize our the way that we come across as professional so how like how do you juggle that if you have a business and you are the you know the face of your great big brand well you know i guess You've got to you really um, think about like who who you're trying to who you're trying to attract and who you want to work with. So I don't necessarily want to work with someone who doesn't like me, basically. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I am who I am, and I'm I'm really good at what I do, um, and I don't I'm not willing to negotiate who I am. Yeah, anyone, and if that means that I lose someone, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't want to work with that person anyway. Yeah. Um, and that comes back to, again, to the fear, the fear of um, letting people, like, missing out on on uh, work or clients or money um, but staying true to who you are. Yeah. That yeah. Sort of makes but sense. you're exactly right. What you said before is when you are like that, it's, it's one of those business processes, I think, where you have to trust a little bit before you leap. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't agree with all of those, but in this case, sometimes you have to do it to prove it to yourself that it is the right thing to do. Like yeah. you can't know until you've done it that it's going to work. The whole being yourself and trusting that the right people are going to come. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, trusting that the net's going to catch you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was reading um, the definition of confidence by um, Mindy Kaling. She has, runs the Mindy Project, um, mm-hmm. which is on the TV um, and she did an interview with the New York Times about confidence and she said this and I think it's really interesting. She said, in her view, confidence is a sense of entitlement and when you, when you just say the word sense of entitlement and related to a woman, like part of me starts to panic because I'm like, oh, should you be saying that? 
Did she make that entitled? So she says, we often think of people who believe themselves to be entitled as selfish, snobbish, or overly self-important, but entitled can also mean having rights, rights such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, for example. It can also mean working hard, accomplishing things, and insisting on reaping the rewards of your labours. She says, entitlement is simply the belief that you deserve something. And I love that because sense of entitlement yes, is that. even more of a polarizing label than being confident yeah Um, yeah but and so it did it made me feel panicky a little bit which is why I brought it up um but if we're not comfortable with the label confident can we just pick another thing that means the same thing yeah so um you know words that I like to use um is courage yeah um, brave um yeah just uh, yeah I like like sometimes I say um like I'm just I'm turning up as Jay. And and for me, that means that I've taken off that veil of, oh, I have to be professional in order to compete and people aren't going to take me seriously if I'm, you know, silly or funny or, you know, make a joke. Um, But yeah, like living your Jayness and bringing it to the table um, is sometimes tricky. Yeah. 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 You know, showing up as you and liking who you are and, and just, um, knowing that you are enough yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we live and work in a society that sometimes tells women that they're not enough and too much at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the one piece of advice that you can give listeners for finding that balance between like loving yourself sick online, which I think you do really well, and embodying everything that you teach and also handling the fear that someone will come at you for doing just that. Because obviously once you up the ante on the turning up as yourself online and being confident and, and luxuriating in your Janus or whatever else you want to call it, you're going to attract a little bit more of the, oh, my God, have you seen how much chin she has in her selfies? You're going to attract more of that. So how do you, what's, the, what's a bit of advice that you can, people can go away and, and, and use if that starts to happen to them? So first of all, usually when people do that, that says more about the person doing that than it does about you. Yeah. So, you know, they're not comfortable with who they are or there's something, um, you, they see something in you that they want but they're too scared to go and get it. Right. Um, so just having a little bit of compassion for that person. Yeah, that's um, really hard. <laughs> it's super hard. Like, it's super hard. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure my mum told me to do that when I was, like, five and I'm still having confidence. <laughs> but it is. It's, it's really hard. Um, and I guess, you know, that, it's like we were, we were, you know, we were talking about before, um, those haters, they're not, they're not your people. Like, they're not the people that you want to have in your life and they're yeah. not the people that you want to worry about. Um, and, look, it... it always it's still gonna sting like yeah. if someone has says something negative about you like that and that's okay like let yourself feel that sting feel yeah but don't let it stop you like um you, you're human and you're not going to be immune to feeling the sting of that from someone yeah um but what's the alternative? Like falling into that and letting them stop you going out there and living your best life like one person who you might not even know and mm. you're probably, probably never going to meet in real life or, you know, someone you pass on the street that you're never going to see again. Like those people, they're not, in, they're not important. Like it's the people that show up for you every single day and the people that are in your circle that want you to succeed 
they're the ones. Yes. That you worry about. Yes. Good. Oh, I love it. It's fabulous. Okay. Before we wrap up, Lucianne Lewis, confidence coach and general kick-ass human. Tell us what's so crisp in your life right now. What you got going on that is awesome, that you love. What are you doing in your business that's rad? Yeah. Um, well, let's have a think. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, um, oh, goodness. I'm doing my business that's rad. <laughs> every day. <laughs> that's brilliant. I love it. You're like, hmm, how am I extra rad than normal rad? It's red right now. No, it's just me. That was a good. That was a cool answer. I liked it. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to tell us before before we toddle off? Um, confidently, with the swagger. Uh, look, you know, I guess you've got exactly one life, one mm. life to live. So why spend it being anything other than who you are, and doing anything other than what you want to do? Good. Good. I'm using that in the snippets and then I'm going <laughs> to replay it while I sleep. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. This has been so crisp and my guest has been Lucy Ann Lewis, the confidence coach. Lucy helps you transform your fear into confidence. She wants you to have less what if in your life and more hell yeah. You've got exactly one life, so why spend it being anything other than who you are? You may have noticed this is so not a regular nuts and bolts podcast about copywriting and business. We're looking for crisp new ways to discuss wordy elements. So if you have a suggestion, drop me a line. Now, Lucianne, given that you are Ms. Confidence, would you like to do the outro of So Crisp? This is the May Your Day Be As Crisp As, insert your crispy thing here. Yeah. Go do it. So may your day be as crisp as a crunchy potato chip. Oh, I love a crunchy potato chip and I love you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. You've been listening to So Crisp with copywriter, copy coach and consultant Jay Crisp Crow. If you've loved this episode, get all the juicy details and links at crispcopy.com.au forward slash podcast. Make sure you never miss a bite by subscribing to So Crisp wherever you get your podcasts. Want to help us spread the deliciousness? Rate and review this show and share with your mates. Remember, if there's a copy question you want nibbled at, email me straight away right now.